come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits? The Saturday Night Freak Show. (laughs) Thanks again for listening to the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. If this is your first Saturday Night Freak Show podcast, then welcome aboard. We're a movie review podcast where we watch a movie every week that's chosen round robin, and we talk about it for your listening pleasure. Jesus Christ. That was a throat punch. Uh, So who are these internet radio superstars? Holly. Michaela. Sean. And I'm Colin. And tonight we watched a movie that was chosen by... Sean. What did we watch tonight? Uh, we watched Lifetime Presents John Carpenter's <laughs> Village of the Damned. You know, <laughs> yeah, if you, if you told me, I wouldn't know otherwise. That's, you know? that's, that's what we watched tonight. Yeah, what year, year was this movie? 1995. And a public service announcement, Ooh. I think, is appropriate for listeners mm. out there. Probably. We watched this movie through uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, you're going to put them on blast, huh? That's right. Well, they should. No, they should. Well, because I've noticed that this is happening with, like, HBO does this. A lot of, like, uh, TV channels are doing this now. Whenever there's a movie that was shot to 235 to 1 Cinemascope, they crop the fucking sides off of it and reformat it for your 16 by 9 TV. Mm -hmm. That's dumb. This is heresy. Especially with John Carpenter movies, because mm-hmm. famously, like everything that he shoots is a widescreen movie. Yeah. So everybody felt very close to the camera yeah, in this yeah. version that we watched. Very close. This is the version that my dad wants to watch. So every time we watch anything in widescreen, every fucking time. Why isn't it the full screen? Why isn't it the whole screen? It's like, Dad, you're seeing that's, more. Can, that's a thing of that generation. It is. Because my he parents are like that, too. He thinks he's being cheated yeah. out of his large screen TV. Uh, that's yeah, the they don't, they're yeah. like, why do I have a widescreen TV if I don't exactly. see the whole fucking thing? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So what's the next step, then? We make 235 to 1 TVs, and we just put bars on the side whenever there's a 16 by 9 image in it. That sounds horrible. That's horrible. That's horrible. That sounds absolutely no. horrible. No. Horrible. Dear uh-huh. Lord, that is hell. I thought we were past this. Once we got past the 4x3 well, TV with the, die off, we'll the super letterbox. <laughs> no, it's going back. It it was beat when they went to DVD and we were like, oh, and 16 by 9 TVs and we're going to have letterbox. And it's not as severe as it was on, you know, that everybody thought their picture tube yeah. was blowing out before. Mm-hmm. No, now we're going back to like everybody wants stuff formatted for their sixteen by nine TV. I rem- just cut the just, sides off. You guys remember okay. when they used to sell DVDs to where you had to read closely because the top would say full screen or widescreen? Yes. Okay. Yes. So my my mom. This is back when my brother was working at Circuit City. He was a manager there. My mom. Dear Lord. Yeah, back in the day. It's a slice of history, yeah. folks. Do you remember Circuit City? Yeah. <laughs> my mom bought whatever the latest Harry Potter movie had to have been like the first or second one. It wasn't very deep in them. And she grabbed the widescreen on accident. And we this is back when we had the tube TV still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was so pissed that she had those fucking black bars cutting into her Nothing worse than a widescreen movie and a tube TV. She yeah. returned an open DVD to Circuit City. Like that's a you can't return open DVDs, right, but, but these are the same people no. who like when they first got their 
HD TVs would like uh, they'd render the four by three image yep. like stretched out, stretched so out, everybody yep. was squished. Or, yep, yep. Uh, and they all probably have the motion smoothing on their TVs now too, so everything looks like so a fucking turn that opera. fucking yeah. shit yeah. off. They just yeah. have everything looking terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was worse. They you know all have, the settings that shouldn't be on or on. Yeah, yeah. I've lost all consideration of people who don't know how to get it right. I'm just like uh, whatever. Yeah, just, yeah. I yeah. don't care anymore. This is how you wrong. like watching shit. Fine, go mm-hmm. ahead. I'm gonna watch it right and yeah, but like, but like, what if you're forced to watch something on that? You're just gonna like, you're not gonna say anything. You're just gonna let it slide. I make sure I'm not in that situation. Okay, all right, fair enough. Fair <laughs> he enough. doesn't watch do. anything in anybody else's house. No, unless it's uh, a uh, calibrated it's display. Right, yeah. and the plan's yeah. been going great so far. Yeah, and if we get to that point, I'm like, give me your fucking remote. Right, yeah. We're fixing this now <laughs> because I'm not doing that shit. Because you, uh, if this shit comes up in your, I'm just like, that's ob- this is obviously something is wrong, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. gonna fix it now for yeah. your benefit. Yeah. Owner of this I don't TV. Get how people don't write because don't mine that, is but. fine, and now we will fix it. Especially yours. like yeah. the motion smoothing is so obvious. I don't understand yeah. how they don't see it. Like everything yeah. looks wrong to your yeah. eye. There's a Ryan Johnson for a while there led a resistance on Twitter. He's just like, mm-hmm. we're fixing every TV. Let's do this now. Was yeah. he the guy who was going around like whenever he'd go over to oh, relatives' yeah. house? Yeah, it fixed, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, mm-hmm. fixing yeah. all of them and everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so this film. Is directed mm-hmm. by John Carpenter. Do we know how many movies this is into his filmography? Well, why don't you? Okay. It's pretty deep. Why don't you? Do we know uh, how many it is from before the these fucking? It's gotta be like out. what? Let me know. You're gonna three ask or four questions. from the end, max. Maybe from the end. I think it's <laughs> two. <laughs> what? Two thousand? Two thousand one was no. It vampires is three. From Mars? Yeah, vampires. Yeah. Then Ghosts of Mars. Then The Ward. Yep. Yeah. The Ward. And oh, the yeah. Masters of Horror, notwithstanding, because it's not a theatrical feature. So yeah, this is towards the end. This is towards mm-hmm. the end. Towards so Jesus. this Don't comes after. That. that makes him yeah. sound like he's dead. Well, well he's not going to make it. He, he part of him, say, part part of him died. Part of him, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, it is. Uh, the, wow, this is right after In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, yeah. Village mm-hmm. of the Dam, then Escape from L.A. My favorite. No. Oh, that comes after this? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, 96, wow. Vampires is 98, huh. and Ghosts of Mars 2001, Mass Wars. How does this movie thing. look better than Escape from, <laughs> Escape from L.A.? Escape from L.A., I think, was supposed to be like the, uh, that was his shot, again, in a major studio film. Yeah. And it all went to, so many John Carpenter movies that we done. All right, Sean, are you leading up to Halloween by watching a bunch of John Carpenter-related stuff? Sean's yes, last he is. was the Thing remake from 2011. Ooh, I want to guess what's going to be plan? next. <laughs> what? His next movie is Halloween 2 from 1981. The TV cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of you. Sacrilege. We're watching the TV cut. Sacrilege. We're going to watch the worst version of a good movie. <laughs> no, if we watch another Halloween movie, it wouldn't be John Carpenter. We'd watch Halloween 5. No, just to put that don't. in there for all. <laughs> just to put that out there for well, all. I mean, of we've it, already yeah. watched a couple. We've both. watched yeah. all the worst ones yeah, already. We've already we're watched getting uh... better. <laughs> like, we're slowly getting better. Five is better than everything else we've watched so far. Well, you should be thanking uh, me that we finally I mean, got to a quote unquote good uh, one. I I don't agree. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch what was it? Resurrection was the last one. Yeah, we I'd rather watch that than five. Yeah, Ooh, I would. Really? Yeah. See, this oh is no, yeah, these are the no, kind of discussions I want to have yeah. while we watch five. Uh, um, so this uh, this movie is a John Carpenter film. Uh, John Carpenter is one of the greatest living filmmakers of his generation. Mm-hmm. 
I'm looking at it. You're not going to have any argument here. I was like, like, what what are you getting at? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so where does that reputation come from? passionate about something, do you see? Yeah, okay. So that's. He has to be, I would say. Was there a story that this one. What was the. Maybe, do you know the trivia on this? Contract. Uh, part of fulfilling a contract, so With they didn't have a lot of passion. Universal for the movie before this was uh, you just said it nothing. That was uh, New Line Cinema. Yep. And the one before that was <laughs> Memoirs of an Invisible yes, Man, and that was like I don't know who put that up. Was it Sony either. or something? It like that. Like no, that was Warner Brothers. Was it Warner Brothers? Yeah, he's all over the place. Okay. So he's fulfilling a contract to somebody we don't know, but there was some he kind of bait very, and switch, He said he right? wasn't very passionate about it. Right. You know, to be fair, he is a pretty honest man when it comes to that kind That's of stuff. He'll true. straight up tell you when he doesn't give a shit we about something. We can't fault him yeah. for it. Yeah. It's just like, hey, they paid me for it, <laughs> yeah. so I did it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he'll be the don't first to tell him. you, so you can't blame him for that. I'll so, give him all right. that. Bravo, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. So it is a remake yep. of a movie from 1960. 57. No, 60. The book was 57. The movie was 1960. Okay. Hmm. Based on a book called The Midwich Cuckoos. Midwich Cuckoos. By John Wyndham, who yep. also wrote Day of the Triffids. Anyone? Killer Plants. Nope. No? I've heard of this. Nope. Oh, yeah. Sounds cool. There's a meteor shower, blinds everybody, and then these killer plants grow, and you can't see them, but they move around. Oh, yeah. Day of the Triffids. That helps if you can't see them. Mm-hmm. That's a, is that a movie or a book? Uh, both. It's a, How movie, is that a good movie, miniseries. So- yeah. Jesus. They really went to town on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a British thing. The British all know about. It. If you're oh, listening from Britain, this is like part of your DNA. Is that his thing? Americans just, haven't heard. Is it that his thing? He just keeps cranking out books about things that come from space and like take paral- over towns, paralyze a town, and then do stuff. Like well, so yeah, far, when, I'm seeing when a theme. you got an idea, yeah. you just kind of you know you just keep trying it in different yeah, ways. Like Stick with your winner. It's like something this comes down <laughs> and takes over a small town. And <laughs> it's like the it's like that gag on Family Guy about Stephen King turning in his latest book. You guys seen that? The haunted lamp. Haunted. He like looks around the office. Yeah, <laughs> about right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and they're like Stephen. You're not even trying anymore. Is what his editor says like, to yes, him. Yeah. Sell millions. <laughs> well, he's got the yeah. Uh, have you guys seen the uh, original film? I have not. Clips. Never seen the whole thing. Nope. Okay. Well, I saw it, but I mean, it may as well be clips. I I remember right. you know bits and pieces. I remember the brick wall. You know that kind right. of stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen. Yeah. I've seen certain things. I'm like, oh, this is all similar, and they pull yeah. things from that. There's also a sequel to that original movie, Children of the Damned. Mm-hmm. Which I have not seen. I have not seen either, but my buddy has seen it, and he told me about the ending today, where they figured out a... Are we spoiling something? Yeah, we're going to spoil Children of the Damned from 1963. Well, maybe somebody will want to see it. I'm going to spoil it. Be warned. Hit your 15-second button. (laughs) (laughs) So at at the end, they figure out a way to, like communicate with the children and coexist and everything, but some dude, like, drops a pen and accidentally hits the button that says, kill all the children, and so they just shoot them all at oh. the end of that movie. So they pretty much have them lined up and shoot all of them. Okay. It's very, uh... Huh. All so right. That's the bleak. that movie. So oh, yeah, very bleak. <laughs> well, you're saying that this village children of the Children die thing, in all these movies, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That has something to do with kids. Yep. Village of the Damned. Yeah. Why don't you tell the fine folks at home, like, we're listening, <laughs> like, they're going, like, the what are you talking shot? about? They're killing kids in these movies? No. My God. My God. 
So we're in Midwich, California in this movie, I think is what it is. What a right? fucking name for a town. Holy Mid-witch. shit. Midwich. Midwich. Now, if that was like the countryside in England or something, I'd be like, all right. Because it was. Know? It was. Yeah, yeah it really yeah. was. It's yeah. in the book. This is yeah. all in like the UK and everything. Yeah. So now it's it been really relocated was. to Inverness, California, which is <laughs> yeah. John Carpenter's backyard, apparently, yeah. where it's where he shot the fog. But why not call it Midwich? You know, there it is. Because yeah. it... it that's a weird sounding. Like I don't buy that. Mid-witch. That's America. Mid-witch. I don't. No. I, bet, I like, think Colin loves that. Name. It probably would have a Y in it somewhere if it was in England. See, Mid-witch. I buy it. It sounds like a crap town that you've never heard of. It sounds like a crap town in Oregon. It's like the yeah. shitty town right near Salem that nobody ever pays attention yeah. to. It's like like Midwich. Like fucking it's sand- like Middlesex. It's like Sandwich, yeah. Maryland. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> Sandwich. Yeah, Sandwich. Which is which is also yeah. English. Mm. But okay. But there there should is. be a Y in there too. So um, it's a, a, yep. we're, we're, we're set in a, a small town. A um, hamlet? A, ha- a small hamlet? That is how it I is would a hamlet. It. it is a hamlet. It is a hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> that experiences. The movie's at, title would disagree with you, but okay. Well, I mean, villages are still. <laughs> it's like Hamlet Village. It's like there's not big difference there. No. But the village slash hamlet. Uh, experiences a happening, I will say. Ah, to, to don't use, compare it to a more exciting movie. <laughs> to use that word that's got a you know some things associated with it, mm-hmm. but experiences an event where there's a blackout at 10 a.m. one random morning where everyone in the vicinity of Midwich just fucking passes out. Does this remind you of Under the Dome? Yes, very much so. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, especially yeah. when there was a they found out where the line was where if you cross it, you get a few feet in, then you just pass out mm-hmm. so there's you know it's got parameters and whatnot. i like the way they just drive the draw the line on the street yeah oh yeah i'm like are there guys on the other side of this like is it a circular thing is it a dome does it go right. up does in it the go air? around are there does it go guys straight? flying like, overhead and you yeah, know we don't know their planes right if somebody flies a helicopter into this does it just crash that's what did that happen in the 60s version i don't know it seems to me like maybe there might have been aircraft involved but I can't remember. It feels like that would have been a good thing. Or I'm I've glad seen it they, in like, it's been too expensive for this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been. I'm glad they tested it out, though. Like, that's that scene where they, like, tether a guy and send him across that the line. That was cool. Like, yeah. that is cool, because yeah. that's what yeah. I want. Yeah. If you establish that people on this side of the line are passing out and everything, I want mm-hmm. you to sh- shove a guy across and be like, let's see where he passes Didn't out. Didn't we yeah. see a we'll scene almost back. exactly like that in The Mist? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Only that guy doesn't come back with uh, all of his parts in, in right. Ooh. <laughs> He's literally tied on a rope, and they send him out into the mist from the grocery store, nice. just like they did in the. In, Who? Yeah. What idiot volunteered for that? Uh, I mean, the, the bravest store? man in the grocery the store, stupidest man in the grocery store. <laughs> so, like nothing will take me out. Well, this uh, Midwich is populated by a cast of B movie superstars, which is one of the things that I think I remember the most about this movie. Oh, yeah. was the yeah. casting of ha- movie has beens. In Mark uh, Hamill. <laughs> oh, sad. Well, true. At that point, I don't think Mark Hamill had been in a theatrical movie. Like, he was directed Sleepwalkers. Video. Yeah. Was that before this? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it yeah. was. Okay. So that was like so. late 80s, wasn't it? Sleepwalkers was 80s. Yeah. Was it? Yes. We established this on the Sleepwalkers episode that we did. You should go back and listen to Probably. it. Apparently, so should I. Uh, God, okay. It's like 92 with Sleepwalkers. Armor. I remember him being in like, uh, time, not Time Cop. What was it? Time Crisis? Time something? Slipstream? Time I don't Crisis know. There was all these direct-to-video things. Uh, again, Guyver. Uh, well, Mark yeah. Hamill, he's not our lead, but he's in it. He's the local. Nor should he be. He is the local vicar. <laughs> He is, yes. Oh, we should bring back that term. <laughs> well, like we're going that. with Hamlet. In a Hamlet, uh, you have a vicar. vicar. He's got yeah. that full collar. That man is a vicar. Uh-huh. I like it. 
but our main protagonist is Christopher Reeve. Reeve. Mm. Mm. May he rest. In his well, in his uh, last role before his unfortunate accident, uh, which happened, uh, I believe, a month after this movie came oh, out. Yeah, it came out in oh, April, sad. and in May he yeah. uh, had his equestrian accident. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? Michael Pere from Eddie and the Cruisers and Streets of Fire That's makes his you, triumphant That's who you go with next? Mm-hmm. I was going to say Christy Alley, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she deserves that to go before. I think so. Michael Pere was also in a movie I really like that's really hard to find called Bad Moon, a werewolf movie oh, from shit. the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We did that on this. Yeah. On this, uh, You can go back and listen oh, to our Bad Moon. You did Bad Moon? We did Bad, bad Moon. Moon. I'm pretty really? sure, didn't we? I don't think. I was. Not I wasn't here. here. Listener, tell us if we I did bad. Now I can't even remember if we did <laughs> it for the, the podcast. I don't recall seeing it in the archives, you like at have. all. Maybe it was. There's almost 300 episodes to go yeah, through. Maybe Who it knows? got eaten. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that fucking. Th- I thought really? it was for. Yeah. Okay. The book is better in that case possible. too. I remember talking about it when we did Dog Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right then. There's a lot of werewolf movies, guys. As we're closing in on our 300th episode, yeah, it's like some of them are getting away from me. Um. So, uh, uh, Christopher Reeve is the doctor. Yes. Right. So that is, that's the position that gives him access to like all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Christy Alley is a government operative. Who is a, yeah, also a, this event goes down. Yes. And she's brought in, sent in by the government to investigate the strange happening. Yes. The black uh, room government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll call them the shady apt uh, name. Yes. Yeah. From the war room. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because there's always p- fucking people meeting in just like the dark rooms. Yeah. When we like say a dark rooms. room, we say like uh, they basically it, it's on a sound stage. Imagine a gigantic yeah. sound stage where they turned all the lights off except the overhead light on the conference room table, mm-hmm. and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Enough to see the people. Yeah. That's yep. all you need. It's like wow, that's cheap. But mm-hmm. for a thirty second scene, that's all you need. Yeah, I suppose. We see. I, it, but- well, that's what John Carpenter yeah. says. Like well, we don't all the, we just need a table. Yeah, we'll be fine. I'm with John. And the actors. I suppose you need the actors. Um, So then there is also Linda Kozlowski. Yes. Kozlowski. Kozlowski. You're right from Crocodile Dundee. Who hadn't been in a movie in a hot minute at the point in time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Chrissy Ellie was kind of like in in her prime. Oh, yeah. She had done all three of those movies at this point. Jesus. Yeah. So, I mean. I love those movies. You know, she was known. She was known. But Actually, she's Kirstie yeah. Alley. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows Kirstie Alley. Yeah. Fucking cheers, man. Yeah, but the, universally the, like, known, I would say. What was the, oh, God, what was the Selleck movie we did that she was in? Runaway? Yes. Oh, like, that was way geez. earlier. Well, she's also that was back when she was in her prime. Yeah. 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 It was like, Christie, was that, did we establish that was before, after, that was right before Cheers? Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, prime Kirstie Alley. So, Linda Kozlowski <laughs> is from uh, Crocodile Dundee. Yes, she is. Okay. She done anything else? <laughs> I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. <laughs> she, she's the lady from Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, she is. That's that's, that's it. it. That's she really. I mean, she really hasn't done anything else. No. I mean, she's done a few things here and there. And John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. That's really it. I was surprised when I did research this morning that <laughs> she was in this movie. I was just like, holy shit, she is. Yeah. But she is indeed. And uh, then there's a uh, several John Carpenter mainstays, including Peter Jason and George Buckflower. That's a great name. Quote. Yeah. Buck I think here he's just Flower? Buck Flower, but in the other ones is George Buck Flower. In I was hoping his last name was Buck Flower. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the last name in the world. 
Buck Flower. That guy got around too, like in the because he's uh, famously the guy that Marty McFly kicks off the park bench. Yeah. At the end of Back to the Future, two. Well, he's in the first one. He's yeah, in the first, he's the first one. one. The I think one. he's in the first and second one, and not yeah. in anything else. Yeah, and Pumpkinhead, he's the dad. Yeah. And he's in a bunch of John Carpenter movies. Oh, I want to say he is straight up Kentucky. He is. I want to say he's a dude in another movie, but I don't think that's it. Big business. Have you ever seen that movie? Nope. <laughs> yes, but not for a long time. <laughs> now long with enough to know Bette if he's Midler. in it. Yes. <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah, it's, it's a fun movie. <laughs> so, Midler and uh, Lily, Lily Tomlin? You, yeah. I did not expect oh, you to pull movie. that one out. Oh, so shit, I, like, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's a good yeah. movie. Okay, yeah. I, I think Lily he's the, the homeless twin who walks out of the... <laughs> I think I'm wrong. That guy is so typecast. But that would be... If it was him, that would be great. Well, it has homeless in the title, so it might be him. You know, it might be But if it was him, I'd be like, holy shit, that's awesome that he just keeps playing that character. Yeah, homeless. Bravo to this guy. Give him a bottle of whiskey and he's... Oh, right, the, the, he's uh, They Live is like probably everybody remembers him. They Live? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't. Yep. Um, is that like... No, uh, am, am, am I... I don't know if anyone else knows this. Am I wrong? But I thought a brief second in the picnic before they all passed out. Did I see Stephen King? Did anyone else catch that? Mm. Nope. He was like right in front of the camera. I could have sworn no. on my life that it was Stephen King. I was just focused on Mark Hamill. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, that's finger paints. That's fair. He's pulling some faces in this movie. Oh my god, he's <laughs> desperate for those finger paints at that yeah. point. Is Mark Hamill okay? I'm gonna no, ask a question that I've asked. I think of the Big Red one we did, and what else did we do? The Sleepwalkers. Yeah. Is he just the a guy, terrible guy fucking right actor. He's he's a, a good voice actor. He's a really good voice actor. But he's a terrible actor because every <laughs> choice he makes is like, I'm not gonna be happy. I'm gonna be. He's, just desperate and he, dour. And he just, overdoes it. He really is. He he's he's one of those guys actor. that, like, yeah, he's a, he's an actor where he never like becomes a character. He is always acting. You know, mm-hmm. it never he's feels natural. This yeah. close to becoming Darth Vader. Yeah, he's just yeah. this side of it. I know, I'm telling you, Empire Strikes Back is the best work that guy has ever done in his <laughs> I mean, fucking life. Well, maybe Last Jedi, he's very good in it. He so. is good in it. Yeah, that's Jedi. true. That's true. He is good in that. Yeah. But that's that's where he lives, I think. Anything yeah. else outside of that, it's like, oh, I loved him in this. It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah. No. You're a liar. Yeah. He, Unless like, it's his voice acting. His voice acting. Yeah, that's acting. incredible, you know. Yeah, but his yeah. but his acting is it's so extreme that it's it's almost like uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that it is. Yeah. That scene in the church when he's like checking on the girl who's crying. He's so intensely. Let's just say Mark Hamill as a priest is uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Let's just say that. Yes. I didn't. Appre- I don't no. like it. I don't feel good about it. He's I so, won't ever. He's so intensely concerned. I'm like Jesus Christ. You need to back the fuck off. Oh, like, that's right. Meredith Salinger is yeah. in this yes, movie. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yep. From the journey of Natty Gann. Yep, I'll and be tagging her in a I'm tweet sorry, later. what's the other movies <laughs> that she's done? Didn't we watch yeah, we were just with her talking not about too her. long ago? I could have yep. swore we were to just talking about her. Because I may we have been getting yeah. her yeah. confused with uh, Feruza Balk at some oh, point when we watched uh, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, well, now I need Maybe to know, not. Uh, dear listener, your uh, <laughs> Feruza Balk or Meredith Salinger. I need to know what you mm, think. I'm going with Meredith Salinger. I'm going with Meredith Salinger. Yeah. But I think she was in something. We oh, were talking about her. She's in Lake Placid. She's in Lake Placid. Oh. All right, then. She's married to Patton Oswalt. 
Oh, that's, that's right. Okay. Oh my yeah. god, I forgot. That's very recent. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, is that a recent thing? Yeah, yes. because yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's very recent. All right. So, what happens during this not blackout no, let me in just, this film? Say not to identify her as that. No, yeah, that's but not. But it's just a fact. It's just mm-hmm. a fact. I gotcha. She did Mary Penhall's. <laughs> just saying. Continue. So what, what happens during this? She blackout? does look like Feruza oh. Balk a she little does. bit. A little bit. You guys are crazy. <laughs> No, she does because I was thinking the whole time, who does she look like? And why has is it bothering? Eyes, uh, Maris Helen no, does not. No, I know because that's why she's the it's better for the bone structure. She doesn't face. have the crazy. It's, it yeah. is. I think it's it probably yeah. She's got that yeah. same like yeah. jawline and cheekbones. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very similar. Mm-hmm. So what happens during this blackout in this town? We're that's a significant. Minutes. I know <laughs> the significant. The cows event. pass out, Colin. That that's is significant. significant. That made me yeah. uncomfortable because I was like. Are these a bunch of real dead cows right now that we're looking at? I'm just wondering if the cows got pregnant. That's what I was figuring you meant when you said that made you uncomfortable. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, like, I was just more from like I was pregnant right now. <laughs> I'm thinking from how they made this movie. Alien like, did they literally just drag a bunch of dead oh, cow bodies down on this field? You give him a shot. I think a lot of people were drugged at this during this scene. The dogs, <laughs> the, the dogs cows. were definitely drugged. They, they something always, happened. Yeah, but they, they woke up on cue. They did. Well, and the well, way the those dogs stumbled up. around. <laughs> there was that two dogs dog was there. Dead. One of only one woke up. I'm right. just saying. He's a. He's a he but you saw the other dog. one up while you're on later. But true. you didn't see him actually true. get up. With but this yeah. is true. But like yeah. the way that yeah, dog, dog stumbled like up. He was waking yeah. up. It's just like holy shit. Like he was coming out of anesthesia. Yeah. He's a better actor than Mark Hamill. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> that golden retriever. This is true. <laughs> Very much. So oh, I want to get back to the um the the cow alien babies. That's the, that's the sequel I want. <laughs> the cow alien babies. Yeah. Oh, all right. I want that sequel. That's like let's do that. Alien three. Where you have dog yeah, aliens, right. dog aliens and yeah. oh, There's a cow true. alien in the director's cut. There is. That's very <laughs> true. It was a cow alien. Yep. Jesus, how long <laughs> is that version? It's uh, three hours. It's a three oh, hours God, long. No. It's a three hour long movie. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, but it's a three hour long movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. So uh, Michael Pere in his big comeback role. Uh, dies, <laughs> dies in a horrible because he falls asleep coming back into the town. Right, he drives Boom. in over the line. <laughs> He's dead. But all the women in the town. Well, ten of the women. Ten of the women yeah. in the town. Because there's like there's like seventy people at that town meeting, but there's only like what like six or seven kids in this movie, yeah, right? That's yeah. I was no, like, there's there's uh, nine. I think there's right because there's nine, four, four and one to four yeah. and one and one dies. So. Yeah. there should have been ten kids. There's nine. But there's a lot of people in that town meeting where they're very all upset. upset over everyone there's else's problems that they don't yeah. have anything to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Because this is a state of emergency, right? If all you all if ten of the women get pregnant, we say it was ten. Yeah, ten of the women get pregnant. All of a sudden, during a blackout, what's going on? I think because yeah. clearly that it's would aliens. Be an emergency. I th- that yeah, would I think something. it's just like general panic. Like I think so. If I mean, if that happened to us, would be like, what the fuck? Is right? Like, yeah. I think you had a town meeting going. Hey, what's yeah. going on? Yeah, I'd like to know. This is went back when aliens can impregnate people just with like the space ray. Yeah. Invisible space I don't think ray. anybody ever showed up on this planet. No. Space ray. Yeah, those are the good old days. Yeah. I think it's like a spore situation. Space the space ray. It's like spores. Spore situation. Uh, yeah. Spore. <laughs> yeah. Instead of super sperm, it was super yeah, spore. spores. Yeah. Well, they did gotcha. say super sperm in this movie, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Ooh. They did. They did. <laughs> they did indeed. I was just thinking, you know, like the like whispering kind of like fog cloud at the beginning. Yes. That's like spores yeah. coming in and settling on everybody. Yeah. yeah. I also oh, like yeah. the way the listener <laughs> you couldn't see it, but I was doing the hand motions. Cloud of sperm. Stop. Well, I like the way that these aliens are conscientious enough. Conscientious. 
conscientious enough that uh, they send the spore cloud back to Earth uh, to implant uh, positive dreams in the mother's uh, mind. Positive? Well, they imagine themselves standing in a golden glowing light. Like feeling their baby bump and raising their hands to the sky. Like yeah, one no, of the most awkward I, I fucking it's, insert shots. It's, it's horrible. I don't it's think like it's, weird cult footage. Is yeah, what it felt I don't like. Think it's, I don't think it's positive. I think it's brainwashing. Well, that's what I'm saying. But that's they're, not positive. They're seeing it as a. They're having positive. But they're being brainwashed to think it's positive. Yeah. Is what he's saying. So they're like, I want to keep my baby now instead of aborting it. Yeah. Right. Which is why they all end up. That's a very good point because they all end up keeping their babies. But, mm-hmm. but, but when she's Deciding like, when babies. she's like jarred awake, she doesn't seem like she's happy about it. She seems really disturbed. Well, that's mm-hmm. the initial uh, shock of having this thought. It's like, I like what? Because I, I was going to abort my baby, and well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess. So <laughs> we'll give it up for adoption. They do uh, birth these creatures. Yeah, you get a lot of money for doing it too. If you let your kid be tested, yeah. fuck yeah, I'd be doing this. And one dad was very happy about yeah. that. Three thousand dollars a month plus all your medical p- fees paid so, for. That's a good chunk of money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> take that. Especially because he's got two women in the household. Yeah, that's per pregnant person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. The government's like, you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna set you kid. Up to you. <laughs> All right, so how far worth into the being movie, in a family that's having a kid? Yes. How far into the movie are we at this point? Ten minutes. Yeah. No, 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 no this is like an hour and a half. It it's been like. a while. This is yeah. like forty minutes. I would say it's a long time dealing with the minutia of like. This is a drama. Yeah, <laughs> this is where you're getting the lifetime thing from. This, yeah, it yeah. is like a lifetime. This, yeah, movie. this this movie's an ordeal. There's a, there a a what? It's an ordeal. There's <laughs> an Oreo. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> there was a moment where there was a pan over to a sky and then a slight insert of a child's face. Oh yeah, 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 floating his yeah. Yeah. yeah, like this Super is a lifetime close. movie. Yeah. Holy shit! I know that's why it's like, what the fuck happened to John Carpenter? Right. I mean, you know, really this not is a guy about doing this movie. But his you know, assistants directed this, and he just was supervising shit or something. Like he's just in his chair. You're doing yeah, great. whatever. You're doing great you're doing job. Great. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Turn know, it in. Call it a day. You don't just try and go above and beyond and use your John Carpenter brain to do anything extra special to make it memorable. You just like the basics are good enough because every filmmaker has what makes them a filmmaker. Whatever makes John Carpenter, John, John Carpenter. Uh, d- um, David Fincher, David Fincher, but they also have those basic skills of filmmaking. They can just fall back on and just do that. And at a certain point, I think you know John Carpenter just fell back on that and did it for this movie. Yeah, because it's like it's a technically proficient sure. movie, but there's no like real identifiable style nope. to it. But mm-hmm. that's almost like I mean, as his career went on, it seemed like that kind of stuff. Fell the away. Fact that, the fact that there was no identifiable thing for it was his identifiable thing for it, as far as being John Carpenter. <laughs> there was a point where we were watching this, I was like, are, I was like, is Sean sure this isn't a miniseries and we're watching like both parts of yes. the TV miniseries? Because right I now, feel it feels like, like it could have been. I yeah. had the same feeling when we watched the TV version of It. That's well, but that, I had that, same, that is a miniseries, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I had that, I had that like, same yeah. feeling. Well, it's, it's, I mean, I think a lot of that, uh, you know, impressions, like, I, I, it's hard to nail this down, but there's something about the quality of the photography, mm-hmm. you know, looks like a TV movie. It does. it does, it does. But I'm like, is it just because everything is all really well lit or it's just lit in that TV kind of style? There's no shadows on anything yeah. ever. It's like everybody is always in focus, the backgrounds are always in focus. 
this. It's just that kind of like, this is how you light stuff. Yeah. You know, kind of lighting. And that's his uh, Gary Kibb, I think, is a yeah. cinematographer that he started working with, I think, in around the time of like, he may have did uh, Prince of Darkness and They Live and like every, I think, every subsequent movie. Yeah. Uh, after Dean Cundy, like, got, you know, moved up to the big leagues and did Back to the Future and started working for Spielberg right. and Zemeckis Rocky and all, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of early John Carpenter stuff like has a distinctly what we think of of as a John Carpenter style, which is Dean Cundy, and because of Dean Cundy. But yeah. strangely, I don't know. I I can't remember if I was telling but, you guys this. I watched a Dean Cundy right. shot have movie. Saw, have you done Dean Cundy stuff without yes. John Carpenter? Yes. Uh, I How watched something. Work? It was from like the mid late seventies, early eighties, and it was a, about a killer snake. I think it was called like Jaws of Satan or something like that. And it was shot by. John Carpenter, Dean Cundy. It was on a pick next week. It was on a double disc (laughs) with like Empire of the Ants or something like that. And uh, (laughs) there it is. And it, it, you could not tell, like, there's no Dean Cundy style. Yeah. Although The Witch Who Came In from the Sea looks like a Dean Cundy movie. It's fucking weird. I think he, he just needs to be paired with a good director, period. Not necessarily Carpenter, because he has done good stuff outside of Carpenter. That guy's yeah, worked but, on fucking iconic movies across all genres. But do you think, like, those movies, do they have a distinctly Dean Cundy style? Like, Back to the Future, or... I mean, Jurassic that feels Park? like... But that feels like a Spielberg movie. Like, the way yeah. that yeah. shots well, that's come what I'm together... Saying. I think he's best when he's paired with someone that has auteurship. I think once you, like, yeah, you know, whatever movie you're talking about, that's not going to be a director that has any auteurship. So, if the director doesn't give a fuck, why does he... You know, well, I think it's more that so who, who am I like, working with sort of thing. So then I guess what you're saying is the the pairing of of Cundy and Carpenter created like a third person who's not there anymore because the yeah. two of them. Yeah, aren't exactly. I would agree. That seems yeah. like an accurate you know description of what they created. Yeah. And I think you create that third person um, when, like the- when, you, when Cundy is, is teamed up with other people. The Coen like, brothers have only had one cinematographer for their whole career. You know, Roger Deakins is the only person they've ever worked with. They clearly mm-hmm. like have a understanding with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. they kind of adhere yeah. to each other's yeah, styles exactly. and become this entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, right. Well, something happened to, you know, I mean, it's like John Carpenter is one of my favorite, has always been like one of my favorite directors, but I think some of that might be because like, uh, you know, had help. Well, when I became aware of like who a director was and what they did, like his stuff resonated more with me. So like, that's why it's like, he's always been like, he's one of the great, you know, working directors, but if you look at his later day stuff, and I think this is right there in that period yeah. where it's like, I'm, I don't really see the John Carpenter. I don't, no, right. yeah, I'm, Not yeah, at I all. don't see it at no. all in this movie. No. Except that you have his score. <laughs> yeah, but even <laughs> that. <laughs> you have a score and you have maybe certain elements to it, but it doesn't feel like a full on John Carpenter like thing going on here. Because it seems like he was, uh, was he indulging? Because he did the score for this movie, or he was associated with the score of this movie. No, he but did it. it is yeah. like, there is a, there's a lot of strumming, as we know. A lot of strumming. bad. Yeah. A lot of strumming. But if it, it feels. Because that's country. It is, but it feels, I mean, I don't know, it feels part and parcel with the, what this movie is at the beginning. I don't know. It, maybe it could have, it could have done better, I think, with a little more like, 
maybe more intense score because it does a little more feeling. I th- it does. I, th- <laughs> I feel it does kind of meander <laughs> and just kind of become nothing yeah. in this movie. Like uh, something a little more with a little more direction maybe would have helped this movie. Yeah. Like a little more purpose in the mm-hmm. score maybe, maybe would have done a little bit more. I, I do like his the March of the Children theme yeah. or whatever. That, you know, because there's actually a melody there. Right. But, uh, and I mean, the, I he does do some like kind of tense stuff toward the end, which I thought was like, huh, I actually feel a little tense during this scene yeah. because yeah. of the music and not really what's mm-hmm. actually yeah. happening. But it, uh, did, think, it did pick up at the end. I think it John did. Carpenter really looked forward to the end of this movie. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he did too. Take from that what you will. I think he did think too. That is what he looked forward to in this movie. Pretty this, sure. But like, if you like focus in on the score of this movie when you're watching it, you'll notice how lazy and bad it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you'll notice it's... Like, what they're doing on the guitar is, like, the equivalent of, like, chopsticks on the piano. It you know, like it is, like, break and the like, laziest yeah. shit ever. Like, hey, it, what can we do? It's yeah. like, well, I got a guitar. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I said while we were talking, or while we were talking during the movie, if, if you've ever been to a church and you... That's like towards the end of the service, and there's someone just like quietly playing behind the pastor while he's talking. That's exactly what this was, like exactly. It's just the benediction. Like, it's, music. Yeah, exa- it's just <laughs> the most depressing music. Ever. It's just nothing music. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly what it Church is. Church music. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. Um. Well, that's. A, I mean, like you know, I don't recall the theme to vampires. To be honest with you, I mean, like uh, it used to be. Like you can hear. Assault on Precinct 13, probably, or Escape from New York, or Halloween, or The Thing, even that's any Marconi, you know, Mark. but even, like, when you hear Starman, you're like, I know it recognize even, Starman. There's even a little Marconi in this movie. Like, yeah, toward there's, the there's, end. There's a, there's a beat, the, and there's, there's a heartbeat in this movie, Yeah, the score, a little bit. Well, that's always been John Carpenter. Right. I think yeah. that was Marconi doing Carpenter right. in The Thing. What, yeah, what he wants, yeah. I would yeah. Agree. But it came through a little bit in this movie. Well... It's no surprise, listener, that uh, these uh, alien babies all grow up to mm-hmm. be alien kids. Real quick. They're like straight up five-year-olds. Like, right. I yeah, wondered if no the time years at all. had passed. Or years if, had passed. Yeah. Or, well, but there's no yeah. indication of that, though. Or if like, there had been an accelerated growth process because they were special children. That's what I assumed. Because, I mean, well, once again, this might just be the way the film was made. But when all the kids are getting like christened in the church, yeah. that one baby was straight That's up a like big baby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like that had to have been like almost a two year old dressed up like a new yeah. newborn. Uh, in, in all fairness, legs. in all fairness, christenings do happen fairly. A, length, a good length after yeah. you've had your I think that was but the like, passage were, of time. But within the first year? Yeah. It, about a year. Okay, that yeah. was a two-year-old baby. That, that baby was as big <laughs> as the woman was, holding it. Was it was a big baby. That's a big, a big baby. baby. Yeah. That's a giant baby. It was a big baby. I think there was a couple parts where they did mention like things like, well, over the years, like in referring to mm-hmm. bringing up the children. Yeah. So they did make mention of it briefly. That yeah. not, and I needed more. I needed a, a Chiron that said five years later or some bullshit think, like that. You know. I think the the scene we were talking about in the war room with Christie Alley, yeah. like talking. I think yeah. that was your like you know that, that was, was the we're gonna have to keep an eye on these children. Yeah, fade out, fade up to present day yeah. or whatever. So right. these kids needed, had never fucked shit up in that five years? In Kirstie Alley's hair. That's what I needed. <laughs> That's what I needed in no time yeah. impact. Yeah. Like, she'd been doing this shit for a little bit. That's what I wanted. 
Well, the uh, kids possess a special power, several special yeah. power, at least a, a special power. So they waited till they were like five or six to exercise any of this. I think they were all developing it as they were children, talking to each other. Be- and whatnot. No, because they seemed uh, pretty advanced though at like five, six years old. Oh yeah, you know when, like, no, but when they like kids, yeah, the name out in blocks right. and shit. And but I'm saying, like, the they didn't girl, have any malevolent tendencies until five or six. No, like, the little nothing. girl forces her mother to put her hand in the stock right. pot when, and, and then, I think and she that's was the one at, incident. At two and then, or three, and then kill her to jump off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, and that they, was when they were still yeah. babies, right? Yeah, two or yeah, three. Yeah, they were like toddlers. Was, yeah, yeah. Like three. Yeah. This was like boil hand, and then three months later, jump off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut to five years later yeah. or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they and they did establish that they've known for a little while that they could read their minds. Right. This is once yeah. they jump to them marching around in pairs and shit. They're just yeah. like, yeah, they have powers. Uh, they can read our minds, and there's a whole yeah. thing. And they, there's already a sense of uh, uh, of dread and resignation among the parents at this point mm-hmm. so, in what? the story about yeah. like, we, well, yeah. what can we do? They're, they 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 are in charge of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the feeling over the town at this point. Mm-hmm. Why do we not get any characters that? Are expressing that regret and like we should have done the abortion, like really taking that chance to like express some serious emotion and be like, I really fucked up. Yeah, uh, no uh, one feels anything in this movie I think, at all. I think they're at an age where they've gotten past that because I think we're we're there. I but think if you're constantly living in fear that your alien baby can read your mind and right. can control you, uh, well, I think there is. There's so no getting out to, of that. I think they're so used to that at this point. I think we've come to a point where they're so used to what these kids are able to do and everything. Like that's how far we've gone into. That's not interesting as a movie. I, know, but the, I think they set that up with uh, it's the scene where Christopher Reeve talks where he like catches, uh, you know, uh, Linda Kozlowski coming down the street and they have a dialogue. And that's basically like, you know, you should teach them. Yeah. Like, what can I do? Oh, yeah. What can I do? You know, it's she like it. his the, wife killed herself and he doesn't give a fuck. Like he had no emotion about his wife I, killing uh, that's him. Killing well, that's a bottom for that. For that, he like that's a character hitting bottom. I think he's like, what can we do? No, I mean like even from the moment she killed herself onward in the movie, he has no emotion about it. Well, he does not fi- give it's a five fuck. years later. Yeah, but he's because he's a broken man at that point. Yeah. He, I think he resents his daughter. But we daughter. don't see him have Very a big over so. the top moment. Like we just see him like look out on the cliff and like scream and freak out, and then that's it. We cut away to five years later. Like I think we've passed the big over the top moment. But we should be that. seeing that because that's the interesting part of the movie. I, well, I'm not. I'm not saying where <laughs> this movie is interested in showing us the interesting yeah. parts of the movie. I'm just yeah. saying this movie has decided to move past. It's those skipping movies. past all the emotional beats these characters should be having to show us them being over it. On the on the flip side of that, why why is the uh, the young woman that had the the stillbirth? Why is she still so upset? She sees how horrible these yeah, children this is are. Like five years. Sh- later. Shouldn't she? Uh, she be she should be going. Thank God. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. I'm this, drinking to celebrate. Why isn't she Woo! relieved? She well, should be. Why isn't she moving the fuck is. out of this town? Yes. Yeah. Why does everybody not stay a, there? Not a real parent. In no, five not years. Not a real parent. No. Yeah. I don't know. There's, uh, well, I mean, this this section of the movie brings in a lot of uh, questions, I think. You know, because the idea that not only do the children, they can read minds of the adults, which always, when characters can read minds in movies, usually they fuck it up. And I think this movie fucks it up where, like, well, they should be able to know this. The thing that's going on right now because they can read minds, right. but they only seem to be able to read minds when it's convenient to the plot. Yeah, but they um, are still 
children, and they're developing these. Yeah, but then it sets up that they're, you know, they're completely run by logic and, you know, they have no feeling, but they do have emotion. They have anger. They feel angry all the time when, when they're slighted by uh, a human. Right. For out of the most, you know, little misdemeanor, they were like, kill them. Why one developed and not the other ones doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you're going to develop one, I think natural progression would say you would at least develop some other ones as well. Also, are there no other kids in this town? No. Good question. They well, well, no, they, they, they do mention it because they mention them being in school with right, the other they children. Don't show, but we don't they ever show them. Yeah, the movie has no interest them. in showing them. Uh, yeah. They're they at the them. fair at the beginning because they need the finger paints. Yeah, but that's like, but five years later when we jump ahead, there's no yeah. other fucking kids in the town except yeah. for these alien babies. Everybody's trying to keep them safe from yeah, the alien babies. Separate but equal going on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's white children. They have very platinum blonde hair. Very white children. And they apparently like to dress themselves like they are in 1950. The, the children have decided to dress themselves. Gray wool. Yeah. Definitely yeah, not gray, a parent's choice. Gray, white, yeah. and... Well, I was going to say black, but no. It's like no, it's two like different gray shades white. of gray and, and white. Yeah. yeah. Is their thing because this is the iconic look of these people in the 1950s, 60s movie. Yeah. And so they're doing it again now, Which even though it's literally like, black and white. But. It doesn't look right. Yeah, but no, whatever. And their eyes this time are augmented by uh, industrial light and magic. So yeah. they glow and different colors that we could discern colors. if they were mm-hmm. like, you know, this is the kill color. This is the I'm right. reading this your mind color. ring of eyes going <laughs> yeah. here. But it to doesn't, out what they mean. It's not associated with anything as far as we can tell. Well, we know. Uh, all right, let's try and figure this out. We when they're angry, that, they turn red. Well, they turn red, and then when they're going, like you said, when there is exertion of their powers, they turn white, and then they go beyond that, and then their faces start turning. You know, uh, you see the alien beneath. It's like when you hold a flashlight to your fist. You know, yeah, yeah. The inside, that feels like what's going on with their faces mm-hmm. when their eyes turn white. So that's the figure that would have shown up when they went in for their medical exams every couple months, but whatever. I mean, Only the eye exams. It did yeah. for the eye exams and everything. Uh, it feels like uh, green is like using a power, but you don't know if it's uh, for. They're just using a power. If not necessarily good or evil, obviously the red is obviously green is like they're bag. warming up. <laughs> it feels like it is. It's just like yeah. I'm just exerting control over someone so it's green i'm using a power so the color is green i'm spitballing here yeah, because we turn know. yellow at some point just, it's like yeah. what does that it's mean like, just for the hell of it all right but the other thing that they do the other part of the power that i always have problems with in movies but slither actually did it pretty well was the the hive, the hive mind. mind yeah because whenever you have so now they can read your mind well, if they can read everybody's minds obviously they would all be connected to read each other's minds right but the movie, again, plays fast and loose with that because every time you have a fucking hive mind in a movie, you have to designate your leader, yep. which kind of defeats the idea of a hive mind. It's the Borg. Which is why the communism never works, right? You always have to have a leader, <laughs> even though everybody's supposed to be the same. Right. We have communism. <laughs> Who's going to take us where we can go communism? We have to have the great leader. We can't have a leader. Well, this movie flips the gender on the because uh, in the original it was I think David was the leader. Yeah. In this one, it flips it to Mara, which is uh, uh, Christopher Reeves' daughter. Yes. I think they should have flipped the gender of the parent. They should have left mother? the kid uh, boy and chained and made this movie about a mother who you know 
gave birth to an alien kid. I think there's where your drama is. I think it's less dramatic when it's the dad trying to figure out, like, how do we stop the aliens? It's like the mothers have more of a connection. Sure. Especially because that's not his kid. He don't give a fuck. Like, Mark, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Only, only yeah. by the sense that his wife gave birth to that kid. That biologically is not his fucking His kid. wife would have so, had more of yeah. a, a stake Very in true. this. Yeah. That yeah. would have yeah. been better. Mm-hmm. That would have yeah. been better. And, 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 and as soon as she died, yeah. he could have been like, fuck you, bitch, get out of here. You know, like yeah. he could have just. Yeah, he should have honestly. And they and they were kind of halfway there with Crocodile Dundee and David. You know, they they, were they were trying. Yeah, they had that. It was like the B story idea of what should have been the A story of this. Exactly. Yeah. Well, the B story you're saying is basically there's one of the kids who isn't a hive minder, or he's at least developing some one of the uh, one of the alien children is still born. Near the beginning of the movie, from Meredith Salinger, mm-hmm. her child is stillborn and taken uh, uh, discreetly away by Kirstie Alley and mm-hmm. placed in a basement for years. A leaky basement. A leaky basement <laughs> where it's no, other, the, no basement is not the leaky. alien uh, stasis tube. Right. The, mm-hmm. they sell that these, looks so bad. Like, is this something you got on Etsy where it's just labeled the alien stasis alien tube? Stasis they're tube. all the same. Yeah. It's the one. It's like an aquarium. Tube. It's got some bubbles yeah. like floating up. Yeah. yeah, and it's always staring at you. Like that thing never like floats mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And you no. just see its ass looking at you. It's yeah. always looking right at you. Yeah. When you go look at it. The water is always crystal clear. Yeah. And it's this. It's an alien creature that Sean said looked like the babies of the aliens from Independence it Day. Really it really does. It does. I, I was thinking it looked like the Night of the Creeps aliens at the beginning. It does. Yeah, you're it right. Does. It, it looks like those. It totally <laughs> does. The little baby yeah. alien. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. totally does. Listen, I mean, there is a, there is, if, uh, if you're looking, the alien look, I mean, everyone incorporates that, I think, at some point. Like, it's the, the kind of the... The triangle head. head, the triangle head, <laughs> yeah. the wide eyes, the mouth and the nose and everything. So yeah. there's certain elements people take from I that. was bothered by its its fingers and its toes. Uh, well, a I lot. it's supposed to be, but also I was too. It and looked like lazy modeling, though. it had though. growing out of its chest. Didn't notice that. It had Everyone. like a thing. There was It was coming out. Nope, did I was, it was distracted a by the alien, hand. Nothing. But, okay. I noticed nothing. Yep. Yeah. I, it's I know it has a It's a two D movie, so that's why we didn't see it. If it was three dimensional, you wouldn't have noticed. We would get smacked in the face with an alien penis. Is what you're saying? <laughs> there was some kind. It was the umbilical cord. Never. Mind. It was. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you not look down a little further? Because it was a I girl. I, yeah, I, I was, it was very yeah. much a girl. Oh, no, I, I was distracted by the fact that the the fingers on one hand were much shorter yeah. than the fingers on the other hand. But also, it's creepy because it's like. Alien hands, but one didn't. One made it, and one didn't. Yeah, like it was a good like three inches difference between the fingers yeah. on one That's, hand to the I other. Like, I like that idea because it's like. You but know, why? What's the point? I of have that? a question. But, yeah. Why does that? Why does that one look like an alien? Thank you. That yeah. was what I wanted to bring up because yeah. it didn't. Yes. Do well in the in being impregnated with a human. So these, these, so it didn't take, all started and that's like why that? it was stillborn and looked like an alien. Is that what you're saying? It didn't take. So yeah. then it still that, continued to okay. grow yes. into. Does that not make sense? No, I wanted you to clarify. But Thank you. Yes, Thank it you. Did, like it Thank didn't you. take. Okay. And so you give birth. You know, if if it's because she was a virgin. If fucking Gia Davis can <gasps> give birth to a slug, I bet it is. I bet I that's why. See how, but okay. Okay. Well, I mean, there's I that. Know. There's <laughs> that point. <laughs> there's that point in like 
I don't. Okay. No, don't say things just because. <laughs> no, I want some reasoning to back it up. But there's that point in like gestation where all mammals look exactly the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's that point where like a human fetus looks the same as like a horse and a dog. Like, you know, very early on, they all look the same, and then that's where they split off. So I'm assuming that's where that yeah, one is yeah, at in its yeah, stage. Yeah. And some kind of genetic. That's a defect. lot of homework I had to do to yeah. get to that the, point, the, though. Yeah, the the uh, fertilization rate didn't do so well. Right. Yeah. Didn't one. take on her. I, yeah. I I mean it makes sense to me. I don't know if it, to anybody else, but I, like it didn't make it so far along as the other one, so it ends up looking like where it came from. Technically. But do they do do like the alien kids recognize that then? As, I think so. Yeah. They they know what they are. They even say that. Yeah, but do you know what you looked like as a fetus? Like but these no, but, smart yeah, kids, somehow though. she, yeah. the Mora, seems to know that like that they have an alien countenance she to them t- somewhere. She says it to Christopher Reeve. She's like, you know what we are, and Christopher Reeve's like, yeah, yeah. Which I suppose you could read as like you just know we're of alien origin, but like yeah. obviously, I think at that point in the movie, everyone knows what's going on. I think everybody like, knows whatever, what's going on. All the way through. It's been like five or six years of this shit. I think everybody's on speed at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, we have. uh, So basically, the the alien kids are committing wanton murder all over the fucking. Why uh, is this not an international story across the world? It is. We have. Well, well, there should be more like, but it feels like we got over the story and we're just ignoring it at this point. There should be like reporters. There should be there uh, already yeah. should be scientists and everyone like mm-hmm. these kids should not be left alone. There shouldn't be just Kirstie Alley. Is what no, you're saying. there should be. There should be like Kirstie a whole shitload of platoon of people. people. Yeah. yeah, for people who can control people's minds and talk to them. And I everything. believe mm-hmm. as far yeah as far as like the the news stories. Like I believe that it's government contained. Sure, but why aren't they there? There should be. That's what. But yeah, everybody. Yeah. You know, speaking there should be of fucking ET tents. I agree. I agree. I was gonna say, speaking of under the dome, fucking drop a dome on this city. They yes, need it. Something. You know, they, they yeah. yeah. You don't want yes. them leaving. Yeah, I know that's yeah. the thing. This should be it's a like, yeah, just especially if they know about the other kids and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what they can do? Fuck it. Drop some sort of containment on these kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. This should be a bigger and, thing than what it is. And back to what you said earlier. Why hasn't every goddamn person left this town? Left. Why? Gone. Because it, the the whole cycle of, like, if nothing else, they should be looking at the news stories and everything. Like, they should realize what's going on. Everyone should be gone. Yeah. 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 Everyone should be gone. This should be a desperation. And I think, and maybe, maybe the filmmakers are trying to get that across. Because there maybe. is a small montage of the town that makes it look like shit went wrong. Like, they're showing buildings and abandoned cars and stuff that's kind of run down. It feels like they've... And this is later on in the movie. Did they? They did. did. I totally miss that. They did. It feels like they did. It yeah, feels I missed like that there too. There was a uh, like a. I know they, a they downfall of this town. I remember on. they did it earlier on when everyone passed out, no, showing like the repercussions. On, where there was a slight. I missed that. Where they did all is this, this one stuff. before the mob forms or whatever? Or? I think so. Yes. Oh, the mob. Yeah, I there's a mob the shows mob. up and the kids kill like them, and then there's the military and the kids kill them. Riding on the truck, no one for hire. You remember that? No, um, nope, the, didn't nope. see that. Oh, yeah, there's, a, there's a whole thing where it feels like the town has kind of fallen down. Wow, mm. I believe you, but I just missed it. Right? Cause yeah, they, yeah. They do that whole thing, and I don't know if they're trying to like make this look like you know they've fallen into disarray since yeah. all this has happened. It yeah. felt like it at that point. Um, I don't know if it gets across to everyone, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of felt like that's what they were trying to do. Okay. I don't know if they were successful in that. 
That's what I got. Well, okay, in the yeah. other the other towns uh, worldwide where this right. has happened, uh, all the other governments have like nuked them or something. Yeah, they nuked the parents out. and the kids because yep. they couldn't alert the parents without telling the kids what were going on. Right, because they would know. Uh, it's funny that they mentioned like there's there's a city of like thirty kids and they get wiped out. I think the original movie is there's thirty uh, thirty kids and like the oh UK, okay so yeah it feels like they're kind of connecting like it a back. throwback like yeah they were like. The first movie was over there. Yeah. Mm. This is happening at the same time. Right. Which is okay. Even though it's identical. identical, you know, because they both end up with somebody tr- visualizing sure, a brick yeah. wall at the end. Well, there's only so many ideas, Colin. <laughs> well, the uh, the uh, the uh, Christopher Reeve character, yes. who does become like the teacher of the kids out in mm-hmm. a remote barn because nobody else wants to deal with them. Uh, he says, you know, ultimately we, we have to kill these kids. fucking kids. So he... Uh, like MacGyver's a bomb out of the uh, dynamite, some dynamite that, and a clock. Dynamite and a clock. Yeah. Because it's a classic. classic. Bomb. It's yeah. real classic. Looney Tunes. Love yeah. I love, I love it. Looney Tunes bomb. It's great. Bravo. It's great. I don't, I'm, someday I'm going to look up how this technology works where you can just grab an alarm clock and, and then you're going to get put on a watch list. Yeah. I know. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 This is what I'm hey, amazed Sean, by. You should do that while you're at work. <laughs> the town doctor do knows how to do this. Computer. Do it. Right. It's like building a bomb. Clock and dynamite. I was looking this up from MacGyver. I have to do a promo. Yeah. Uh, but he puts it in a suitcase and brings it in and then tries to envision a brick wall so the kids won't uh, see what is in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Right. And then they use their super mental powers to blast through Break his brick wall, wall, but yeah. only at the last second. And then he, uh, you know, the, the bomb actually goes yeah. off. And but not before Crocodile Dundee gets her son out of there. Yeah, because we have to have the John Carpenter ending. I don't think that's in the first one. The first one, the original, I think everybody, the kids all die, perish. I don't think that there is the fifth column in the original movie. I don't think there's the dissenter. Right? I think that's new to the John Carpenter. Well, because John Carpenter's movies, like, do do like i mean like across the board all of them and i'm like this is why he do do (laughs) this is why he's interested in this movie because it is this thing about uh the difference individuality and the collective uh yeah uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. there's a lot of examples that would prove that would agree with you yeah Yeah. this theory except in this one it's kind of like the thing except the thing has a as a spokesperson who talks to you and explains its rationale for why it's doing what it's doing and (laughs) you're like okay <laughs> this may be what I didn't need. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they are. They do explain a lot. the The children when they don't shouldn't don't need to and should not. Yeah, in yeah. this movie, it's just like don't tell them that. Like, what do you like? This you, is our master plan, right? You represent father. yourself as evil, as the children are doing. Mm-hmm. Yet they're explaining their kind of every movement. Like I can't understand what you're thinking, and therefore I'm, I I am at a disadvantage. I'm like, shut up! Like, don't tell your characters this. You're like, you're yeah. trying because they've already explained to Christopher Reeve. Like, we've come down to this, and uh, we will dominate you at some point. Just like, yeah. well, if you tell them everything you're thinking, you're not going to dominate them. So stop. Yeah, mm-hmm. classic villain showing the cards. Monologuing. Yeah, you know, monologuing. showing the cards. Knock it off. The villainous narcissism. Mm-hmm. Which Maybe always don't leads tell to them it. that you don't know what's going on. Maybe just yeah. be like. You're thinking something. <laughs> it's nefarious. I don't like it. Yeah. She way too much explanation coming on from uh, Mara. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, I, I mean, he's trying to basically his whole thing is that they should feel some type of empathy. It was a decent <laughs> little. I mean, I thought feel I something. Perform- yeah, you should feel. <laughs> you should feel. <laughs> I've never related more. <laughs> in a movie. What are your talk? Because that's that's not specific to this movie or Alien Children. That's just talking to children. It's like you should feel something. Is this a all uh, children or just yours? All children. I'm pretty sure all children. All they're all psychopaths until they reach a certain sure. age. Okay. Until they learn to feel things. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering when was the womb. when was the uh, when were, when were the Manson murders? Uh, oh, what? Okay. What? Um, well, we're talking about children. Seven, you know, it's six, like this six, is the sixty Yeah. Okay, so that's really late. That's this movie's very much earlier than that. I was thinking, like, what was in the mindset of like when they made the original movie? Where's this come out of? Because uh, it's a thing about you know, like the children are behaving in a way that like we can't inter- you know relate to them. You know, we're having trouble being parents with these is, is there kids. A gen- was there a generational thing at this point? Like, what, that's what I'm wondering. Giant. Well, I think you're coming out of the. I mean, if you look back at the, the 50s, you had uh, 50s Rebel Without a Cause, right? That's yeah. like so. You had kids kind of uh, uh, delinquent, delinquency or whatever, right. right? And so I wonder if that wasn't if this is some kind of metaphor for what was going on at the time with like between like. You know, it's like a parent anxiety movie. Oh, I'm sure there could be. There's definitely. Well, it, or the story, movie, right? Well, sure. Any movie I think made like this where you're, you're, you're looking at like you have kids and roles and the, the parents and roles and there's that conflict. I'm sure there's always some influence in that regard to that. I yeah. think parent anxiety is a perpetual subgenre. Just like, it that's will something always, people, that's always going to exist. It will always yeah. exist. You just find new ways to like, you know. Right. But I don't know where they came out screen. of like in the movies, you know. Like the a, Babadook is like the most recent version of yeah. that, right? You yeah. know? But what's like, the earliest? There's always a version of that. Mm. Like, is it uh, something like Blackboard Jungle or Rebel Without a Cause? Or, well, Rebel Without a Cause, you're on the other I side of it. say yes yeah. to all of these, yeah. right? Because it'll just... Yeah. It's just Billy different stages yeah. of yeah. Like this the, anxiety. Um, yeah. The Bad Seed. Bad yeah. Seed. Going back, well, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then I was bringing up the Manson thing, because then you actually had teenagers who were killing people and doing horrible fucking things for, like, no mm-hmm. discernible motive. Yeah. yeah. You know. I looked it up. Sharon Tate was murdered in 69. 69. Right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That'll, <laughs> yeah, that'll always be a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Continues to be. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. All right. And this disillusion was kill them. There you, go. there you go. Well, except for the <laughs> John Carpenter ending. Is ended, too? Uh, I haven't yeah, seen that movie in a long time. I'm not familiar with it. Eraserhead, that's another version of yeah. that. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's one of the... That one, yeah, that has, like, the the feeling, the nightmare of parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Eraserhead. Um, night, night, you can just right stop it. Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. You know, that's yeah. a good yeah, word but for that movie. Specifically, isn't it about, like, you know... No, like, yeah, it is, yeah. but... Um, just find that and relationships, to be a nightmare in general. Yeah. Okay. Well, is that uh, is that village of the of the damned? I think so. They all there blow it up is. at the end, yeah. except for David. <laughs> yeah. Except for David. David is saved by Crocodile and D as uh, yeah. Holly has labeled her. Yep, it's her. So they're gonna run off and we'll and what? What's her plan? Like what? We're what? gonna go you somewhere where no one knows sequel. who we are. Yeah. Where she's I got don't. A superhero <laughs> kid. We're gonna go somewhere where no one knows us, and we can make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Great, this, great. No, She's like, going to expose her child to more people. Great fucking move. Again, this should be an internationally... Is she going to dye his hair? Like, this should be an internationally known... Or at least a nationally known story. Yeah. Issue. How, like, 
Especially if they all get blown up and they can't account for one of the children. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, something's going to happen here. Like, I'm is curious a, as to the rest of the story. Is it a hopeful movie that she's somehow going to imprint uh, humanity on him because he's showing signs of it already? And yeah. The so way the kid becoming... reacts in the final shot? No. no. <laughs> hopeful yeah. at all. That no. kid is going to murder him. Well, that's what I'm people. saying. That's the way John Carpenter <laughs> stuff yeah. ends. Yeah. Is like... The hopelessness of like, fuck. Yeah, where do we go? <laughs> even yeah. even if we thought that was possible, is it worth the risk? You know what I'm saying? Like maybe err on the side of caution with yeah, that shit. You know. But it really does end with a, you're right. If if Carpenter put no other imprint on the rest of this movie, was the yeah. ending, ending yeah. is definitely. Yeah. She, she literally like let the outbreak monkey out of its cage yeah. and just was like, "Be free!" Uh-huh. You know, yeah, that's yeah, what she just did. Yeah, yeah. she uh, did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Well, there you oh, go. There's, there's, there's the sequel. There's so the, the movie's sequel. basically saying that the the emotion is actually like the, the your downfall is uh, okay. All right, she well. was right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shit. Uh, so I tell you what, listener, we have an epic super deluxe mailbag tonight. Ooh, so how many hope- pages, Colin? Three, three Many pages. pages. Of, yeah. So, wow, that's a whole on book we got. I know here. we got a full book of mailbag. So we want to thank you. <laughs> I'm not, not going to drink that one. Hey, hey, we're kind of doing something here, Sean. <laughs> I want that. That's that's not my fault. Well, maybe Sean can uh, help us out and summon huh? our mailman, Igor. Igor, bring us the mail. Masters, masters, the mail. I've got the mail. So many letters. Our followers are rising, rising. Thank you, Igor. He's got a real bad wig on tonight, just like the fucking wigs in this movie. Squeaky wig. Bad. It's kind of like coming on him, though. <laughs> White I party was, city shaking go wigs, man. I was really hoping that he you would like, have... What's um, his name from... Uh, oh, who, who, who what? did... Uh, oh, what? Fuck, who did the Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein song? Um, Boris Pickett. No, never mind. Okay, Monster Mash. Someone will know what you're talking about, Sean. No, there's... Hold on, I'm going to look this up. You were hoping makes what? Makes sense. I was really hoping since we had an extra large mailbag that you'd have an extra long piece of paper. I know. Oh, it's I was not legal paper. Yeah, it once and it was great. <laughs> yeah. Then it should be the scroll. Yeah. Instead, it's 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 a mini pamphlet at this it point. It is. Yeah. So this is going to, yeah. Jesus. And again, Bear thank you, us, thank you, thank you for writing in. We appreciate it. Yeah. We, we do. It. This is my favorite part. Do um, love it. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm over the moon that we have this much stuff people want to tell us i know it's awesome i still can't believe that people actually are listening to us but <laughs> i can't either um yeah. so uh, let me ask you this how can they get a hold of us on facebook facebook.com slash saturday freak show what about on twitter at sat freak show by email saturday night freak show at yahoo.com would you be surprised to know that we got like at least three yeah we get emails? Yeah. Oh, my God. And, I love it. That's like and, getting snail mail at this point. I know. I love it. But thank you. And uh, by Instagram <laughs> at Saturday Night Freak Show. So the first message comes from HP. I'm going to cry. He wrote in on Twitter. Harry Potter? Hewlett Packard. Hewlett says, one. <laughs> the reason I'm writing in is I just oh. want to express my gratitude to you four for putting on so many great shows. With working nights and working in law enforcement, things can get pretty depressing and boring at times, so your show is always a source of entertainment and creates a happy, positive feeling. 
on the slow nights when there is no crime. I tend to listen to your older episodes I missed, and sometimes me and a few of the other officers will discuss a topic you just had, which is a fun diversion compared to the typical conversations that we have, especially if it's educating someone about canon films or arguing over who won in Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> So he also says, I will also listen with my girlfriend, who I'm slowly introducing to horror, to episodes on movies we've recently watched, which, I, which I've noticed is making her appreciate the genre more. And I can also tell she enjoys listening to you more and more. The reason I mention all this is because you deserve to know the fun you create and that you all do a great job. So thank you for putting out so many great fun shows. And with the approaching milestone show coming up, figured you deserved an appreciation email. I'm sure many other listeners will agree with. Thanks again for a great show. God damn, who's cutting onions? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Hewlett? Who's I can't. Oh my god! There's, there's a lot to unpack. I'm gonna there. try, Jesus. and I will go look for this comment and read it again. Yeah, I don't, it's great. But I can't. Well, that was a, an email, so I have to forward. Yeah, forward yeah. the email oh because I can't. I want to say this again. I can't accept. I don't know what it is. And again, I'm the broken one. I know. Well, Sean has a mental I, well, block here, and can't believe anybody's listening. So, like, I can't I, accept these things. I think I speak for all of us when I say that like, we all listen to podcasts. And I know that when I listen to the podcasts I listen to, I believe those people are my friends. And sure, I just yes. I just tell my oh, fiance yeah, all the time like they're my best friends they just don't know like they yeah, just don't right. know that we're they friends just yeah. Met yeah. Yet. yeah yeah and like so we're all to best friends to be on the other side of that is something I never is, expected to ever feel in my I'm entire say it's life literally so unbelievable yeah if you didn't get it from our gushing thank you yeah Jesus yeah, Christ man thank you we all had to stop looking it. at each other for a minute <laughs> yeah. we were all tearing up at the we same were. time we were we love you for listening thank you so much punk rock AJ writes in and says I have fallen in absolute Absolute love with your podcast. I really enjoy the nitty gritty film discussion you guys have, as well as your splendid humor and camaraderie. Best podcast of all time. That's so sweet. You guys, Mother, you all yeah. keep topping each other. You can't do that. You can't. This is too much love for us to accept. Yeah, we can't do this all in one night. I love you so much. <laughs> thank you very much for writing in. Oh yes, thank you. We appreciate right. it. Well, then we settle into the movie portion of our, uh, Specifics. Okay. Uh, our right. feedback. So about <laughs> Village of the this. Damned. Yes. Uh, Wayne Lustick writes in and says, oh, I just watched this again a couple weeks ago. It's still creepy. Uh, it is creepy. Sure. It is creepy. Yeah. The kids, yeah. I mean, kids in anything. I mean, yeah, creepy, right. You know? Kids with blonde wigs is creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Little alien kids. Yeah. Yes. They totally. all dress the same and walk in rows together. Yeah, it's Ooh, weird. Thanks, eyes. Wayne. Yeah. Uh, Grant Parrish writes in and says, I had seen this one when I was younger. It seemed to come on TV a lot. I recently bought the original one with George Sanders. I can't quite explain it, but I sort of missed Kirstie Alley's blatant superiority. I am sure I am misremembering the 90s version, but she has that speech with Reeves about building walls in her mind, which always yeah. translated to, you stupid man, you can't fight alien babies with your penis. And I dig that. <laughs> I remember reading this. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That Blatant superiority that. is a really good way to describe yes. it. Yeah. That's a good one. I well, love that. that. Uh, William Douglas writes in and says, I got to see John Carpenter live last year and performed this theme. Definitely uh, made me want to give it a rewatch. It's been at least 18 years since the yeah. last time I saw it. This is definitely in the era where I fell off the John Carpenter train. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I'm a massive fan, but his later work didn't resonate with me. 
Thanks for it's good to hear from him again. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear from you again. Uh, I I I, like what was he just strumming on a guitar like on stage by himself when he was doing the theme? uh, He does the the march of the. I think it might be on one of the lost themes, or it's like a B side or something. I'm not gonna lie. If I was at that concert, that's when I would be going to the bathroom. Like Like, that's when I'd be like, oh, time to go get a beer and not be right here right now. Well, Jacob Kotner writes in and says, uh, this movie gets better every time I see it. I saw it in the theater and I enjoyed it. Then on video after Reeve's injury and that pretty, that's pretty much all I thought about it while I was watching it. Years later, I revisited the film a few times, but didn't fully appreciate it until the Scream Factory Blu-ray release. This film is very well shot and full of atmosphere. The kids are all very competent, especially Lindsay Hawn as Myra. What an amazing performance. Don't get me wrong. I still see flaws in the film. The adults aren't as good as the kids, but it's still a classic. I'm loving the show, guys. Thank you for what you do. Oh, thanks, Aww, man. That's sweet. That's really nice. And we're digging uh, <laughs> refund theater, too. So I'm really appreciating uh, your guys' like, well thought out responses. Yeah. Like, well, Sean Roger writes in. Oh, what Sean. Up? And he says, Sean? Uh, I love Village of the Damned when I first saw it. It hasn't held up very well for me, though. I think the girl yeah. who played Mara was, pre- Mara was pretty Mara. creepy and did a decent job. And I'm surprised Christy Alley didn't have a cigarette in her mouth when she was delivering the stillborn right? baby because she did in she pretty much have. every it, other scene. She was smoking in the hospital. Yeah. It's the 90s, man. You can smoke everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. If you're smoking in a hospital, why does it matter if you smoke in a barn? Right. Uh, Zombie Brando says, even though this is past Carpenter's Prime, I think this is still a really solid movie. The kids are great, especially the head bitch Mara. More importantly, this is Christy Alley's third best performance after Drop Dead Gorgeous and It Takes Two. Yes! (laughs) Yes! Even though the original is, by all accounts, a better movie, I revisit this one way more often. It's fun, harmless time. Three toe-head alien children out of five. Uh, oh, my he God. Stole, he stole my rating system I was going to use for this. I was going to say, like, three platinum wigs out of five. <laughs> Most smartest? Good. The most smartest. Oh, God, I love it. That movie's That's hilarious. Very good. I've never seen it. Oh, uh, it's so wonderful. Colin, you'd hate it. About, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not your thing, Colin. So last week, we watched 10 to Midnight. Novato uh, Judoka writes in, says this has been more like the summer of Colin rather than the summer of Canon. That's true. Yeah, it has because Colin crushed true. it all summer. He had crushed hits. it hit after hit after New hit. Jersey. This is Johnny this New, is Jersey. New Jersey. Yes. Hit after it's hit. It's all going to change man. next time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're out of the summer. We're in the fall. Colin's going to hit a real steep drop. Right? That's right. I think, I think this is my time. I think I'm about to is come it? to my own. <laughs> the fall Is it your time Sean? to shine? I'm pretty sure. I think so. It's like all summer we were going up the roller coaster. Do you fancy yourself an autumn? Well, also, uh, Rogerio, I hope I'm saying your name right, Barbosa says, regarding Bronson, his best so films. Captain the ship. Are uh, mm. Hard Times, Death Wish, some of his canon films, Once Upon a Time in the West, The yep. Dirty Dozen, The yep. Great Escape, yep, yep. Mr. Majestic, Great. Breakout, yep, yep. Violent City, Cold Sweat, and The Evil That Men Do. Those this all have great titles. Yeah. He's seen right, a lot of jazz. What's some solid, solid did, titles? Did he choose work list? just based on the title? I think so. <laughs> he may have. Well, about our episode on The Thing 2011. Uh, Gary mm-hmm. Gilstrap writes in and says, I'm a massive <laughs> fan of John Carpenter's like The Thing. <laughs> so I knew I would hate this movie going in. I knew it would be nothing more than a ripoff of the original. I was wrong. It was so much worse. Uh, it's pretty it much a beat-for-beat beat remake minus everything that made the original great. That's all caps. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The fact that younger people will think this is the only movie called The Thing, Ugh. or younger people will think this is the best version of The Thing. I fucking hate 2018. 
You nailed it, Gilstrap. Yep, you nailed it. Yeah, yep. I don't think anybody who knows that this movie is the thing doesn't know that there is an other thing by John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Can can you know that? Can you know that the the, the 2011 movie exists without knowing no. that other movies exist? I don't think anything's you can. possible. <laughs> Brent Zemecki writes in and he says John Carpenter's The Thing is an absolute masterpiece with incredible effects, paranoia, and setting. It's my all time favorite horror film. So I was there opening night for the prequel. Your review sums up my feelings for that piece of crap perfectly. <laughs> it's an insult to John Carpenter. It yeah, kind yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was there with you, man. I totally. was like, I'm, the, I'm more thing. Give me more. The, and then I, right. yeah, I was you like, had why? This before, and then you decide to do this to it. And then yeah. I was like, my hubris for thinking there could be more and it would still be good. Yeah. Like, I, I put all the blame on myself of being like, I should have known that like, there, you can't couldn't fuck happen. with perfection. Yeah. Well, Robin Lineman Silverberg writes oh, in and says, uh, so this might be a little long, so bear with me. Okay. I remember this like I'm it was last week. Oh, yeah. I saw the original John Carpenter version of the thing in a sneak preview in Denver in the spring of 1982. Carpenter was there along with a bunch of studio executives and other bigwigs from Hollywood. We saw it in a 70 millimeter presentation. I'm sure it was in Dolby. I had an older couple sitting to my left and three army guys in uniform on my right. We had no idea what we were in for. By the end of the movie, my left shoulder was aching from the older lady clinging to me and my right hand was numb because the army guy sitting next to me was gripping my arm so tight. It was one of the best movie experiences of my life. All that preamble was for this. I When I heard they were making a sequel, prequel, I was so excited I could hardly stand it. I was so disappointed that I have never seen it again and preferred just to imagine what happened in the Norwegian camp and forget that this even exists. All those feelings are correct. You talk about these experiences you had and everything. My dad always tells a story about how he took my mom to go see Halloween and mm-hmm. how she was, the, the crowd reaction, how she was hiding mm-hmm. during the whole movie. And, yeah. it's, you know, it's things like that that add to the experience of watching these movies and, you know, kind of the history of them. And so I, I appreciate the yeah. story that you shared with Those us. are the re- love stories like, like that's that. That's the stuff yeah. I love, to those, hear other people's experiences yeah, with this stuff. Those reactions are what I think... Those dire- are great. I think that's what directors are hoping for yeah. when mm-hmm. their movies come out. That's yeah. exactly what that's they the want. That's stuff that it's, sticks it's with great. Me. Yeah. So I appreciate when you share the stuff with us, because I love mm-hmm. it. That's great. Well, about the Meg... Tony Genoway writes in and says, I grew up shortboarding on the beaches above Sydney where we had shark nets, which didn't always stop big schools of them breaking through and taking awesome. over the waters at times. Awesome. Sure. <laughs> well, he says, uh, we saw Jaws 2 on the big screen when I was about 15 and nice. went surfing at dawn the next day, so I have dug these flicks in a morbid way for <laughs> decades. I went to see The Meg on IMAX just for the spectacle, and it was okay, but as a cohesive movie, it was pretty crap. Agreed. Jonas mentioned yeah. Su Yin's dad was in a bad way when they were in the dinghy and he said he was bleeding internally so his dying was explained yeah like i said Uh, couldn't hear anything any of the dialogue in this movie for how it was mixed or whatever so didn't didn't hear that but (laughs) yeah but like the system to get fucked up somehow well he also says entertaining show entertaining show as usual usual cheers so that brings us. Thank you all wow. again you for writing all. in. That was a wow. full mailbag. Amazing. How amazing was that? Woo. Fantastic. You, epic, epic mailbag. That was awesome. Thanks, Igor, for lugging that big yeah. sack of mail over here. He's going to have some serious guns after that, man. Appreciate yeah. it. But the show's not over yet. No. That's right. Now we're going to go around the room and give you our Would We Recommend John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. Colin. 
Colin, what did you think of John Carpenter's? Because it says in the title. Yeah. John Carpenter's Village of the Damned. You know how many movies don't say John Carpenter's in that how are made many, by Colin? John Carpenter? How many? I'm curious. I'm not entirely sure, but Neither I know I. Uh, the thing Neither doesn't. And uh, no, it does at the beginning. Uh, it, it might at the beginning, the but if you take a poster to him that says that, he will get very mad. Oh, if it says John Carpenter's yes. on it, yes. Oh, he does because not like just because thing. it's oh, technically it, a remake, so it's not his. It's oh. not. And it doesn't show up in the title. Story, yeah. yeah, and the, the title card reveal. says John Carpenter's, the th- and then the thing burns through the screen. Does it? Oh yeah. Well, don't. I, get, I think it's memoirs. Pro advice, of an guys, don't take a poster man. to him and get mad. Okay. Memoirs of an Invisible Man does not, and I think. Perhaps yeah. Big Trouble in Little China on the post. I've never remembered it Not as sure. having it. Mm. Um, so, having said that John Carpenter is like my spirit animal, right? I'm about to shit on this movie. I'm about to shit on this movie. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing it. I remember, you know, I mean, I saw all of John Carpenter's movies in the theater. The one that I was like, I'm fucking done. I'm over. This is it. <laughs> was a ghost of Mars. Oh yeah. Which was the last yeah, one that I saw in the theater. It, yeah. And, yeah. And oh, it was wait, fucking that awful. Mm-hmm. That movie as well? yes, it's yeah. a terrible, terrible movie, which was just like, I could not believe, you know, that this guy who made all these movies that shaped, you know, I think helped shape the horror and science fiction genres. Like, you know, when he was in his prime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think maybe he had so many ideas and he ran out of them and then you can just kind of feel it. The fire's not there. And there's, it's not to say people that people wanting him to make movies and he's just like, well, we it's possible. This. It's possible. It's like, I don't know. Cause I mean, it you feels know, like I filmmakers listen, would get to that point where people want you to make movies. You're just like, I have nothing left. Yeah, or he wants to make westerns. You know, yeah. I mean, like he's and a big western West Craven, and, right, and nobody else yeah. wants to make that. Yeah, and they just don't want you. Like they just won't fund it if you want yeah. to do those kind of things. And so he gets pigeonholed as like he's a horror and science fiction. But it's weird that like he makes these like um, these genre fantasy genre movies, fantasy horror movies, or whatever. That's like. You know, few people even get an opportunity to make them. And I don't know if it's a good thing that, you know, that, that, that even he got to make them. I mean, you know, later on. <laughs> um, but, you know, I just listened to the commentary for In the Mouth of Madness, the Scream Factory, when they, and he said, well, you know, I was talking about how he was proud of that movie. But I mean, even that one, I was kind of like, I like the concept more than the execution yeah, the of that movie. Not great in that movie. Like nothing in the nineties really that he did, I would say is like a favorite of mine. Um, and then, you know what? I can't remember if ghost of Mars was two thousands or if that was, I think it's 2001. okay. So yeah, yeah, then it's over, you know? So yeah. basically up until I think like the last good John Carpenter movie is probably, I can't remember which one came first, but it's like, they live or a prince of darkness. And then like, once you get out of that, uh, am I forgetting that's something it. that comes after so. that? I don't think so. Like that's at the tail end. The last so. really good one is probably 1986. And that was a uh, big trouble in little China. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you get these two afterwards and then it's like the slope and then you can watch in the mouth of madness, but it's not like, I wouldn't tell a person who wasn't, a genre fan right. to watch genre it. or carpenter fan yeah, to and, go watch that. But that's, movie. that's yeah. the kind of the grade that I'm, I have here tonight. Yeah. Right. Cause there are like all the other earlier John Carpenter things. Like, I don't care if you like horror movies or not, you should see Christine. Christine's good. Yeah. Starman's good. Assault on Priest Think 13's good. Escape from New York. I mean, I'll just keep going. The fog. I mean, they're all yeah. like, these Certain are really things. good movies. And then, 
It's like, man, you could watch Prince of Darkness. There's some comedy. You could watch They Live. You know, it's like they live more than Prince of Darkness. And then after that, it's like... You can watch They Live. You should watch. You should watch watch They Live. Live. It's how I feel. Should you watch They Live? We did an okay, episode on that, You should watch it, but it's a second screener. Like, you can second screen the shit out of that movie. You can be on your phone doing whatever the fuck it's else again, you want It's movie. another movie that I think the concept is so strong. That's why you're saying you should watch it more than the actual, like, the execution, execution of it. Not- because the, the, there's no money there. In, like, the, the, the vision for that movie it outstrips the what he was able to do. Yeah. And you can feel it at the end of They Live. It's like, oh, fuck. This is kind of embarrassing because you like, don't have enough. You don't need to watch that. I watched yeah. every election day. Well, there you go. Um, so it makes Village sense of, if you think about yeah. it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Village of the Damned was a movie that uh, I just remember coming out of it. I mean, I had the exact experience. Well, tonight it was boring. Uh, when yeah. I saw it originally, it was uh, it had no highs and no lows. It was just kind of, here's a movie that flatlines the entire way through it. It's not bad, and it's not good. And it's just kind of there. And, you know, mm-hmm. you don't need to waste your time on A Village of the Damned. And I don't remember the original well enough to give you advice one way or the other. So, unfortunately, yeah, I know. I know. It's like sacrilege. But this is not uh, Carpenter's finest hour. He even admits it. So, I would say you could probably skip this film. Holly, what would you think? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I'm, I kind of just even completely separate this from John Carpenter in general. Like, I don't even really, I just kind of take him out of the equation when it's looking at this. Mo- there to no, well, yeah. Like, this is John Carpenter. Yeah. Well, like when looking at this movie and examining it, I just kind of take him out of the equation. I'm like, he's kind of irrelevant at this point. Like the fact he, that his name is over the title. It means movie, nothing. It's just like, I, it, should it be? Yeah. It means, like it, it means nothing to me. So like just to, I mean, we've talked about John Carpenter at length, but just this movie in general, it's, it, it is a boring movie. Um, I actually, I saw this a long time ago and then I just happened to pick it. It was like $2 at disc replay or something. So I picked it up. So I watched it like maybe, I don't know, six months ago. And I was like, oh, maybe this is a freak show. Maybe I'll revisit it. And I was like, oh, this is boring as fuck. <laughs> that's and then why, the day comes. That's why I never brought it. So then last week, Sean's like, I'm doing Village of the Day. I'm like, oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. I, we've, I've, we've, yeah, we've done movies that I've hated a lot more. Like, I completely agree with you where you say it's not good. It's it's not great. It's not bad. It's just kind of meh. That's spot on. It's it's boring. I mean, yeah, the kids are creepy. There, there are parts that I found somewhat interesting, but it's definitely not something to just go out of your way to watch. There's really there's really nothing to it. There's nothing special about it. There are plenty of movies that have similar themes that are way better, and I just I I don't think you should really waste your time on it. So I'm gonna pass on Village of the Damned. Michaela. This movie's boring as all hell. Yeah, it's completely forgettable. Like, this movie is so fucking forgettable. Uh, I just... Like, it, it feels like a TV movie in its production value and its pace and its 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 length. Like, I don't understand why this movie is as long as it is. It felt like it was three hours when we were watching it's it. It's only Holy like an shit. hour and 39 minutes. I do not believe longer. you. I don't That's fucking it. believe you because it felt Quote, unquote, so long. a quick long. movie. Um, if you told me this was like a double feature with the Langoliers, I was like, yeah, sure. Sounds about right. Cause that's another super slow made for TV horror movie. That is just like nothing. Cool premise. Nothing happens. Um, I, I do think John Carpenter is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. It's a shame his 
that he's attached to this in any way, but at least he owns the fact that he doesn't give a shit. So mm-hmm. that I I think I've seen less John Carpenter movies than I haven't seen, if that makes sense. Like, I've seen all the important ones, I feel like, and then I stopped because I was like, why ruin a good thing was kind of my thought. So... Um, it's pretty identifiable like, yeah. what is like, this is a Carpenter movie and you should see this right. versus what yeah. is not. I feel right. like I'm right there with you. It's a lot. Yeah. And I'm I not agree. really feeling encouraged to see the rest of them at this point. Well, so. you haven't seen this tonight. No. This is my yeah, first yeah. time watching it. And now I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm, yeah, <laughs> Not uh, a good advertisement so, for no, other no. Carpenter movies you no. have not seen. Yeah. No. No, I'm telling you, like everything before 1986 and before, you got to yeah. see every single one of them. Yeah, Except maybe which I feel like star. I probably have at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what year was Starman? Yeah, eighty three. No, I've not. 84? That's probably the one I haven't seen. I haven't that's seen a good movie. Either, yeah, that's uh, a good movie. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen most it. of Starman. Yeah. But yeah, no, fuck this movie. Don't recommend it. It's boring as all hell. Uh, uh, you'll fall asleep and then wake up and be like, wait, but this doesn't make sense. But it doesn't matter because if you had been awake, it wouldn't make sense either. So <laughs> yeah, hard pass on this, Sean. Uh, it's uh, it's all very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, all of it. It's, all, it's true, all, all of it. Mark Hamill. To quote Harry, no, to quote Harry Ford. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's true. All of it. Um, I mean, Carpenter said himself it didn't have much passion for this project, and I, I feel like it, it comes through. Uh, unless you look at the like the last maybe ten minutes of this movie, but again, it's not enough to redeem this movie. Um, it is. It's slow. Um, it does feel like the lifetime version of a John Carpenter movie, so um, uh, I'm not here for it. I haven't watched this movie in so long. I remember it being um, a really like cool, creepy movie when I was a kid. Just because, exactly, yeah, right. Yeah. When I was a kid, because he's just like, oh, there's a bunch of kids and their eyes glow and they make kid the adults do Anytime shit. Anytime the kids are the bad guys, when you're a right. kid, you're that's like, the yeah. shit. You're like, yes, fuck adults. Yeah, yeah. Make them jump off that cliff. <laughs> but uh, I, I'll tell you, at uh, 32, it does not hold up at all. Yeah. It is the it's the slowest version of a John Carpenter movie you can watch. Um, uh, it's not. There's no identifiable character. It, it could be dismissed as like, is this a Carpenter movie? I don't know. It could be dismissed as not being because there's nothing really identifiable that makes this uh, a Carpenter movie. And if nothing else, it doesn't make it a Carpenter movie you should watch. So um yeah I I I I pass on Village of the Damned. Today this was the definitive deciding how you feel about a movie. Watch <laughs> of a movie and Village of the Damned does not make the cut. You might so, change your mind in 20 years. I don't think so. Cuz uh, it'll be worse. It's not a good movie. It'll be worse. <laughs> right. Yeah, if this is not enough to excite me now, 20 years yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be more of a curmudgeon in 20 years and be like, "Ah, fuck this movie." So uh, I'm going to say no. So you will not be picking up these Scream I will not. Uh, I always thought about it. It was a thing. I'm just like, do I need to go back and pick up like the better version of this movie with special features and everything? It's like, I do not. Hmm. So I'm going to say uh, probably a hard pass in Village of the Dam. I'm glad I got to watch it tonight to, to finally decide my feelings, but it is a hard pass. Uh, I, I know my feelings about this movie, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. no more Village of the Dam. Mm-hmm. All right. There well, that's uh, no more Village of the Dam. That's a freak show pass from four of us, so you don't have to watch it because we did it for you. So uh, next week, we hope you'll join us as we watch a movie that's chosen by Holly. Holly, what are we watching next week? Well, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, John's O was very oh, telling. Oh. There is a gentleman on the Freak Show Hall of Fame. Oh no, that, uh, Tom that, Atkins. That we just John Claude Van Damme. We just need to revisit him every so often. Oh, Tom Atkins. Oh. And, uh, I would say I would argue he's like he's got the most stars. Next I think he's right? got. The, I think he's got the most stars. We're gonna cool off with Sly. Oh, and we're gonna watch Cliffhanger. There's no such thing as too much Stallone. I agree. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, then that means you'll have to tune in next week as we watch Cliffhanger on Saturday Night Freak Show. And until then, ladies and germs, the basement is going dark.